0: Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 42 of the Stream Bucket podcast.
1: Yes, and I literally just noticed this second that I'm not hungover, and this is already so much easier. Oh. Do we normally do it when you're hungover? We did last time. Oh, yes. And then the night shifts and stuff. It's always a struggle, but my brain seems to be working at least 30% more efficiently. Oh. Alcohol oh. is bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, alcohol's not bad. It's the hangover that's bad. Yeah. And it's. People. Uh, you're bad at it. And I'm, I've managed to get around it most times. But when you're stuck in the hangover and you can't get rid of it. No, it's just there. Uh... Last week I had it. But normally I'm alright. But you're. <laughs> it's funny. Just. The doors are closed after drinking <laughs> in this flat. <laughs> Oh, everyone's dead. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. I have to exist. I have to have people bring food to me twice if possible. And that's where I'll stay. But now (laughs) I'm healthy. It's good. We are good to go for a very good episode.
0: Yay!
1: Woo! Yes. Fantastic.
0: There's a lot to talk about as well. There's lots of stuff going on. I don't know whether it's just being focused on
1: reading more, looking around more. This week, everything's come up. Not only is there stuff on our end to talk about, like Fortnite Night was the easiest thing ever for the first time in ages. The last couple of weeks, I've been... Oh, that's got cancelled. Oh, that's got cancelled. Oh, oh, that's got cancelled. Yeah. So, yeah, good things are happening.
0: Uh, It's almost... It does feel like there's more news. I'm seeing more stuff. More stuff that I'm going, ooh, or... Ah, "Mm." no. No which you will come up later, <laughs> I believe. But yeah, so we've got a jam-packed episode, as they say, on the yes. Screen Bucket episode. Um, but first of all, what have you been doing, Robert, in the last two weeks since we had you?
1: In the last two weeks? Uh... Well? We had... W- 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 well? <laughs> well? we had a premiere
0: oh the premiere the quoggers premiere
1: the thing we've been talking about since day one we've done it it's yes. done was it day one maybe day four yeah maybe week five It was
0: close close to it though wasn't it yes 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 uh but yes we'll talk more on that yeah. Yes, the premiere, very exciting. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably were there anyway. Yes. So thank you so much for those who came. Uh, for those who didn't.
1: Anyway, we're, we're going to talk about it. Yes, yes. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Um, I had... Um, I've been knife-throwing with Josh. <laughs> I engaged oh, God, yeah. in Mulan karaoke. Um we had I had an argument with his clown doll. Ugh. Um this is why this is why drinking is, is fan- Not drinking is fantastic. As we said, we might, some of you might have heard in the night shift last weekend we drank lots and lots of white russians all day and yes. by the end of the <laughs> evening I was sat on the floor in our hallway Josh was drawing some sort of satanic ring around me to protect I me. Think from- it was a protection spell. Okay, it was a protection spell to Protect me from his clown, which had threatened to cut off my genitals. And he'd written all these weird pagan symbols on my door. I threw the clown out the back door because I was sick of him.
0: This was uh, described in detail on our Stream Bucket Night Shift, our Patreon exclusive podcast.
1: Yeah, apart from that, um, I've been existing. I've been existing. I, I, I've edited another behind the scenes of Coggers, of which you will be able to watch Friday.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, out released publicly on Friday. Uh, you've also been working again. Oh. <laughs> Which has taken a lot of your time, man. Oh. Right then, I just saw your soul escape.
1: I, oh. I don't, don't like it. Don't like it. Way from home? No. Hate it. It's funny because, you, I,
0: in the corner of my eye, I do watch you either. Rob either melts to the floor as the day goes on, or he's just up. Uh, and moving around and shuffling I, re- I counted the other day he had some soup Rob had some soup in a cup right and he drank it he went and he puts it down one two up down one two up down. One, two. Oh, oh, down. One, two. <laughs> two seconds every time on the door. Just hold it in your hand or put it down <laughs> until it goes down.
1: As, carry, carry, as carrot and coriander is the best flavour of the soups. One of the top three. So just hold it. <laughs> but you don't... I sit in the corridor and I can see Adam enjoying his chair. <laughs> and, I can, and enjoying his job. And I can see Josh festering on his stupid bed, (laughs) and I'm sat there in the middle on this stumpy little uncomfortable chair, getting these stupid tasks, which I can't do because I'm too STUPID! No. Um, they're just too complicated, and I don't understand, and then I can't- I I can't- I can't- I can't- I can't describe to the people who are meant to be helping me what's going on, because it's so ridiculously complex. And that's five days a week. And the rest of the time, when I'm not the rest of the time when I'm not doing that, I'm sat there doing nothing, staring into an empty screen, and the sound of silence is playing in my mind. And I wish I was dead. <laughs> oh no. And that's why I have to get up. That's why I have to do the washing up. That's why I have to scream sometimes. That's why I have to scream. Stream, Stream a lot. Yeah, that's why so I have to scream. <laughs>
0: There's a video I made of. I don't know if I should share. I probably shouldn't. Of uh, Rob singing Ah take me home country roads yeah wailing into the abyss as you fell slumped <laughs> over the desk
1: <laughs> That's the moment of hell i <laughs> just in case for some reason a boss of mine hears this i do like my job i just don't like working from home yeah i think do you know what though i think a lot of people have that yeah I think a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah, my, I can't, you know, and, and just to emphasise, I'm not complaining. I know I'm very lucky to have a job, and I know some people have lost their jobs. well yeah, just to get that out of the way, I'm very happy and grateful. But it sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh well, mm. only another three years.
1: Yeah, three yeah, years. I yeah. think that's when the Olympics isn't even happening next year now. So uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Still, there's lots to watch and do and read and write and be creative and all that good stuff. Yeah. What have I been doing?
2: Yeah. What
1: have you <laughs> done? Have done one thing embarrassingly please. Just
0: uh- well, working on a project,
1: but not much.
0: Oh my god. See, it is it is getting to.
1: Oh uh, the thing I like the most about uh, our little flat at the moment we've got a little show and tell thing going on where we'll go to a, a, a shop and we'll bring back a food none of us have cooked before oh yeah that's that's happening you brought chorizo back into the party i bought black pudding back into the party and it's now like oh what's what is mm. it gonna be next
0: time we love cylinders we love. we love long round we do cheap cylinders of meat
1: yeah we do we do we also love spinach yes anyway <laughs> That's definitely a time to move on to the next segment. I've mentioned our favourite bag of salad.
0: Uh god! Mm. I'm still waiting for my Easter egg, by the way.
1: Oh shut the! F- I'll get you your damn Easter egg, all right? well, I'm quarry- on now! I, I mean, qu- week- I'm in lockdown. <sighs> I can't go to a shop because we've got to defrost the freezer today. Hmm. This is turning <laughs> into a, a horrible freeway oh, marriage.
0: God. It's a domestic... W- ah, let's move on.
3: <laughs> they came to party. Get away from me, mate. They came from outer space. <laughs> but for these unhappy campers... Just put this thing on. Things are about to get slimy. If you go down to the woods today... You'd better keep an eye out for <laughs> Quakers. They're mean. They're insane. And they're everywhere. And they've got an appetite for naughty campers. Starring <laughs> Jody Bennett, Bailey Pillbeam, Isabel Alba, and Blake Aiden. Quaggers! They're everywhere.
0: We are not going back in that tent.
2: <laughs>
0: so, the Quaggers premiere.
1: Yeah, man.
0: 10th of April, Friday, Good Friday, we held the live premiere, the live streamed online premiere. Of Quagga. Yes,
1: the moment we've been waiting for. Uh, Many of you will know that we were originally going to have it at the Queen Mother Theatre in Hitchin. But because of current circumstances, we had to improvise.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. I think we got to the point where we just wanted to get it out there. I know I've said on here, I think, that I just wanted to get it done and out the way and finished. Yeah. And compartmentalise it, gone. Yeah. Put next product. Uh, So, yeah, so I think we were desperate to just get it out there. People kept asking when they're going to get to see it. Uh, yeah just okay fine fine we'll work it out hmm. um so i had this idea of doing a live stream uh that we can still charge for because we still need to pay off some expenses um very hard to find yeah i thought it would be like suspiciously hard to find
1: a one stop place and done and you know you had to do a bit of rummaging oh
0: so live streaming's been a thing for ages but and but most of the live streaming things seem to be like On a tip based thing, so uh, Twitch, you know, Twitch, yeah, they operate where it's free, but people can you can subscribe to people and they get money or or donate bits to them and stuff like that. There's no like pay per view, as far as I could tell, it's really weird. Hmm. I'd like dedicated websites have to do it. So, eventually, I found a like business conferencing website which sort of links to YouTube. It was very fiddly. I didn't like it, but I, now I know it's quite cool. Um, so we use Klang.
1: Klang. It sounds like Kang and Kodos's weird cousin. Yes, it sounds
0: like Lord Emperor Klang
1: of the Galarian Milky Galaxy. <laughs> uh,
0: so using that, so you you pay to get access to the event on Klang, and the event on Klang was embedded from YouTube.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Mental.
0: So there's lots of fiddly things. I spent basically all day on Good Friday setting it up.
1: It was mad. You did very, 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 very well, mate. Cause we're, I mean, Josh was just yelling obscenities and madness <laughs> from his room. And I was pacing around like, oh, my God, oh God we're going live in one hour. And you were like, why has that stopped working? Where's this gone? Why is this screen playing up? <laughs> and there was just one thing after the other of what the hell is going on with this thing. But you got there. Streaming
0: is uh, is it's like a... It's like you need to be praying and whispering things to the god of stream. Mm. It's like that kind of thing where you go, right? That goes in there. Why is it not working? Right. Ah, why aren't you working then?
1: <laughs> why? Please, god stream, do me the honor of allowing it to work. Oh, it worked. Yeah, it's one. <laughs> it's one thing when, like, I don't know, you're you wanting to get something ready on time, but with this, people would pay money, and we're like. Oh my God, what if it gets delayed? Well, like in my head, I was thinking, what if it doesn't work? When people have prepared to, to see it. yeah. But, but, but it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it that was well. the
0: most nerve-wracking thing. But we got it. We got it there on time. We'd uh, set ourselves up with wearing suits with bow ties. Yeah, cheers, Dad, for dropping the bow ties around. And cheers, Dr. Cowan, for telling us we were wearing them wrong. Yeah. Cheers, Alex. <laughs> uh, so we had the stream set up. We, we made some... I made some quick videos and stuff to have us in between these shots. So you made some, you took some clips from the behind the scenes, so we could have cut to an actor talking about what their experience was on set. Mm. And it was great. So we played the film out, got some awesome feedback. Uh, we were doing a hashtag thing on on Instagram and Twitter, so people could send in questions. So many questions, mm. loads, crazy, amounts. all the questions. We had loads of positive feedback, but then loads of positive. Uh, questions as well a lot of repeats i think most of the questions were where did you get the idea for the monsters Or yes. the monsters are so cute can i have one But oh, we had yeah. got multiple ones of those
1: yeah we did and there was like stuff like how hard it was and what was our easiest experience what was our best experience with it and it was good to kind of on the spot I think on, when you're asked on the spot, sometimes you might come up with a different answer than you would if you had time to think of it. Because what always comes to my head in the filming process was trudging down that hill on the first shoot and going back up again to lift heavy things. But that was just hard work. It wasn't stressful. So it is, it's good to, to have to force answers painfully out of your brain during <laughs> these things.
0: Yes, indeed. We had, some, um, we had lots of families watching it. Yeah, we did notice. There was lots of people watching it with their mum and dad, like, uh, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, know, uh, I know one of our one of our actors, her dad, had um, subscribed, and she was like, "Oh, great! Oh no, <laughs> 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 the language might not be appropriate." Um, but I think it's all fine. No one, no one actually said any negatives about the language and stuff. My nan watched it. She's in her nineties, and she had no complaints.
1: I mean. You have to think of Brett's little monologue, which is um, quite graphically um, <laughs> illustrative. Quite digital, yes. Digital, um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm very glad that she didn't have an issue with that. That so shows she's uh, made of strong stuff. She loved it.
0: If you do want to pick up the film, you can. If you go to TV, you can rent or buy the actual thing. Oh my God, the actual film. You can watch it. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I've. Still in two minds about what to do with the Q and A, but it will put, turn up at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, but 100%. yeah, but I think I'm playing. If you're already subscribed, you can still watch it. I think. Mm. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Green bucket, Adam and
2: Rob.
1: Isolation, isolation. Um, we talked touched on before about um, how if you're lucky enough to be a creative, oh, that's the most poncy thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> if you're lucky enough to be a creative like us, um, you can do creative things to stay um, sane. Yes. Yeah. Um, And those things can be anything from writing to recording things to playing an instrument to filmmaking.
0: Yes. And filmmaking is... I mean, that's obviously what we're about. Yes. we always talk about how to do it, strip writing and stuff. With the quarantine, there seems to be like a renaissance of things... Everyone's very aware that everyone's stuck in one place. Everyone's bored. Everyone's sort of quietly getting on. And so there's been this explosion of free film festivals. Yep. Or famous people asking, "Don't make a film. Use your phone. You don't need any gear." Um, Roger Corman, the the mega famous uh, Hollywood producer who did all the trashy and silly films, he's asked for a uh, entries to the Corman Quarantine Film Festival. Uh, rules being, use your phone no lights, no gear, do it in two weeks. Stay completely indoors, isn't it? In your house, yep, using just your family. Um, That's pretty cool, We have got two weeks, you've got one week from the time this podcast shows out, so you've still got time. Look it up, Corman Challenge. Uh, We've got the Mandy, which is what we use for casting. Uh, They've got a uh, Mandy, uh, Mandy Home Movie Fest, We can win $500 for using your phone to make a film again. Uh, Corona Short Film Festival. There's so much on Film Freeway, which is a film competition website. There's a whole segment of free festivals dedicated to this. Uh, Things like, uh, if you just find it now, At Home Movie Contest, Stay At Home, Coronavirus Emergency Film Festival, Corona Short Film Festival. All around the world, people are launching these things. So if you are feeling the need to create something,
1: this is the time to do it. It's perfect because A, you're going to, you know, get film experts to be looking at your film and B, it's never been easier, You are, you. are everyone else has the same limitations as you do, like we can't use our gear, we we are reduced back down to our phones and our lamps and yeah, it's great, everyone can get involved. It's a level playing
0: field, you, Exactly. You suddenly that. you don't have a 4K red camera and black magic thing, whatever, you've just got your iPhone yeah. or your Android, although... I think the Google one's pretty good. The camera quality is pretty oh, good. God damn it. But still, this is time to do it. Look it up. If you are feeling the itch to do something fun. Or if you've got kids who want to do something fun, make a ruddy film. Yep. It could be stop motion even. You could play get the Lego out, make something interesting. This is time to do it. What else have you got to do? Yeah. Exactly. Honest I mean honestly.
1: I uh, 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 we can do read a book. <laughs>
0: And here's the cool thing. Why don't we, Screen Bucket, run a film competition? Uh,
1: yes, that's a fantastic idea. A
0: quarantine Screen Bucket film festival.
1: Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. That'll keep all of our lovely fans occupied.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. So we'll, what should we say? One minute, two minutes? Two,
1: one to two minutes.
0: Okay, just say max two minutes.
1: Maximum two minutes.
0: Yeah, max two minutes. Filmed on your phone, hmm. uh, can be about anything, can be comedy, horror, suspense. Romance. Documentary. Yeah. Erotica.
1: Ooh. Especially erotica.
0: Maybe, well, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Stop motion. Anything you want.
1: Softcore erotica. Okay. just the Just the story. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. the story of the erotica.
0: I cannot afford to fix the sink.
1: Oh, then you must come to my <laughs> sink fixing shop where I was. There. Anyway, so yes, we'll uh,
0: we'll launch some details on Twitter. So do follow us at screen underscore bucket. And uh, on the day of the release of the podcast, we'll be announcing the details and we'll iron that all out.
1: Yeah, brilliant.
0: Okay, do it. cool. Uh, you'll have two weeks.
1: Yep. Um, there'll be a a prize. There'll be a prize. There'll we'll, be a prize. We'll, we'll make later. a prize. There'll be, a, there'll be a fantastic prop. We'll get Josh to make it Yes We'll make him make a prize a, t- The first Hollowdale prize ever It'll be worth millions in the future 20 minutes in a cupboard with Josh Not after the last time
0: Adam's Film Reviews Extraordinary 2019
1: Why don't
2: we see ghosts every day?
3: Oh, leave me
2: alone most hauntings are so small, they go unnoticed. Hi,
3: this is Rose's driving
4: school.
3: Maybe you could have a chat with my daughter just to find out what's
4: up with her. My name is Martin.
2: Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Martin, she's floating. She's floating, Martin. I know. What is evil? <laughs> I'm doing an incantation. Now! Hear me, powers of the night!
4: The blood moon is nigh! This bloody moon better make me bloody rich.
2: This is a satanic ritual. Satanists! To break the spell, we need ectoplasm. You just have to let the ghost
3: inhabit your body. Like in Ghostbusters. Oh, I haven't read that. The in your life. Why does it have to be so unnecessarily gross? magic!
0: Written and directed by Mike Ahern and Ender Loffman, Extraordinary is a paranormal comedy horror, and I guarantee you won't find a more cosy horror film this year. Introducing Rose Dooley, played by Maeve Higgins? something like that, a distressingly single driving instructor somewhere in Ireland. Despite her best efforts, Rose is known locally for her work with the paranormal. In fact, between her and her late father, she was quite the ghostbuster in her day. See, she has this talent to speak with the dead, but has long since given up on this since the day her father died, instead focusing on driving lessons and trying her best to avoid the hauntings that surround her every day. Then there's Martin, Martin, Martin to be precise, played by Barry Ward. Martin is a single father to the teenage Sarah, played by Emma Coleman, after the passing of his wife, Bonnie. Except, Bonnie hasn't quite passed over. She remains in the house, haunting her family with passive-aggressive threats, demands for Martin to wear certain things, and generally remaining as a nag and fawn in Martin's side. Eventually, thanks to the insistence of Sarah, Martin reaches out to Rose after hearing of her powers. Posing as someone in need of driving lessons, Martin meets with Rose and eventually asks her whether she can help remove the spirit of Bonnie. But Rose brushes him off and asks him to leave the car, but still, Rose has taken a liking to Martin, prompting her to start learning more about him. Meanwhile, a local American rock star who's recently moved to the area certainly not for tax reasons Christian Winter played by uh, Will Forte and his wife Claudia played by Cordero Doherty are attempting to reignite his fame and fortune by releasing a new album but not before sacrificing a virgin to the demon Astaroth it's doing fairly well he's got a castle he's got a a virgin ah. when Claudia accidentally explodes the virgin sacrifice it's up to Christian to find a new one When he stumbles on Rose stalking Martin, Christian lays his eyes on Sarah and finds his net sacrifice. Later, when the spell causes Sarah to fall into a levitating coma, Martin begs Rose to help, forcing her to shake off the cobwebs as they get to work to break the spell, by harvesting the ectoplasm from multiple hauntings around the town. What follows is a desperate and fun series of exorcisms with the locals of the town operated by Rose and a surprisingly receptive Martin as they fight to save his daughter. But as Christian and Claudia begin to wonder what's going wrong, they soon realise that Rose is the cause of their problems and begin a campaign of magical terror on her, still hoping to make the blood moon where Christian can make his sacrifice and once again meet with fame. But will Rose and Martin save Sarah in time? Ooh, Extraordinary is a lot of fun. Rose in particular is it extremely charming and wonderful character, drawing the audience into her. Martin too is a great foil, and together their growing relationship is the linchpin of the whole film. The comedy lies in them dealing with the weird and wonderful world of the paranormal, said amidst the humdrum suburbs of Ireland. The buffoonish and cynical winters, on the other hand, play off as a sort of Saturday morning cartoon villain, something I'm in full support of. I have to say too that while the film isn't really about the horror and the gore, whatever else, but the effects in the film are genuinely awesome. There's a subtlety and charm behind a lot of the shots with some visual gags that I would count among some of my favourites. You know, like when the camera is all tight on the actors with dramatic acting and intense movie music and then we pull back to the ambience and everything looks as disappointing and inane as it probably would in real life. That jokes are cheaper. Extraordinary is out on Netflix and I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's very fun, very cozy, and heartwarming to boot. Check it out.
4: Oh! I'm sorry!
1: I
3: thought you were dead! Oh, my goodness.
2: Coming soon.
3: Oh, mademoiselle, would you like to have a film discussion?
0: Oh, yes, monsieur. I would love to have. An in-depth film discussion with you, like I do on screen,
2: You are listening to the sound of a completely new screen experience. A startling new kind of excitement. As 20th Century Fox plunges you into the most incredible adventure that man could ever achieve. To make a motion picture that crosses a new frontier may seem impossible today. Outer space, the depths of the sea, the bowels of the earth, the past, the future, all have been subjects for the camera. But now, a film called Fantastic Voyage has broken through in an unexpected direction to create an adventure of astonishing suspense and beauty. One of the miracles of the universe. It's vital news story sweeps down from the sky. Then it drops the bottom out of the world you know and understand. As a beleaguered nation desperate for survival, launches a journey you can never erase from your memory.
0: Last time on Screen Bucket, I chose the
1: word heart. Heart.
0: Heart. To choose the film for this
1: show. So I thought maybe you were going to go for I Heart Huckabees. I didn't ever think for one moment you were going to go for Braveheart. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's quite easy to go obvious. In mm. the heart of the sea. Yeah.
3: Gross.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Builds film.
3: Ah, that's all right.
0: Uh, Yes, I Heart Huckabees. I probably would have chosen that if it was slightly different circumstances. Because it's a very... um, Thought-provoking, pretentious, rubbish, yeah, artsy film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think either of us should tolerate that right now. Uh, also, you called me out on the last time. DIT. So, ah, <laughs> I have to have to think more laterally on this one. So, uh very last minute, I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to choose an old childhood favourite of mine.
1: Yes, Fantastic Voyage, 1966. It's- they- so, so I, I remember it being on the TV a lot as a child, and we were talking about this about these weird '60s films, which were always on like BBC Two and stuff. Yeah, like in the in the mid '90s, I
0: feel it. like in the '90s, early '90s, especially, like there just wasn't any new stuff. No, because like my knowledge of TV, it, well,
1: as a kid, is all '60s stuff. Yeah, same here. Yeah. The Avengers, Swiss Family Robinson was always on. Yeah,
0: yeah, Lost in Space, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, but yes, Fantastic Voyage. This is. Uh, this is a film that's been parodied to death. I think every, certainly every sci-fi, uh, if you, yeah, show has done it. Every
1: sci-fi show has done it. If you're making a cartoon that can have sci-fi elements, it's going in there. Yep. So,
0: Futurama, Simpsons, Simpsons, uh, Archer. Yeah. There were more.
1: There were yeah. There were. Tons, I can't believe any those, more. Yeah. There are tons more. There were tons but There more.
0: are those more. So this is the story
1: of. Uh, well, it's so. Do you want to break it down for us? So Stephen Boyd plays Grant, right? Right. Grant is bloke, and he's he is bloke, yes. And he's taken a doctor, he's taken a doctor man off a plane, and this doctor man has important knowledge. And all of like straight away we're made aware of a a good side and a bad side. And bear in mind this is the late sixties, so there's going to be Cold War stuff going on. Very
0: heavily Cold War stuff, yes.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Scientist Dr. Jan Benes, played by Gene DelVal, um, he's figured out how to make uh, something work. He's a science man. He's got very important information. right? And then, uh, so he gets off the plane, uh, they're taking him away safely, and then there's a big shootout and a car crash, they've been ambushed. Yes. And he's... The baddies have caught him. The baddies have caught him, he's heavily injured in the process. Eventually he's taken back to the base of the goodies... And he's in some sort of uh, medi- maybe medically induced coma. He's he's not in a good way. Well, he's
0: got a blood clot in his brain. Yeah. And they need to cure the blood clot, but 60s technology obviously can't no. cure a blood clot they in the brain. Cure
1: a blood clot,
0: but lasers can, and especially small little lasers small that t- go into the brain. So they've got this uh, technology designed for monitoring fish but they've got this submarine called the Proteus uh, that they can shrink down. They can shrink it right down for 60 minutes only before it starts expanding again. Um, So they get a crew together featuring Grant, Mr Bloke, uh, Mm. who's like an agent of some sort. Yeah, he's like an American Roger Moore type man. Yeah, they get him in because he knows the Doctor. Yeah. And because he was a frogman, so he can do stuff.
2: We need you for security purposes, Mr Grant. They know they failed to kill Benish. Security thinks they'll try again. First chance they get.
0: They team him up with, um, with a pair of doctors, a surgeon and his assistant. Yep. So the surgeon is uh, Dr Duval and his assistant, Cora, played mm. by Raquel Velch. Mm. Mm. Uh, you've got Dr Michaels, Donald Pleasance, um, a young Donald Pleasance. So and this is- very
1: creepy. This is around the same time he played Blofeld in um, in James Bond, isn't it? And um, yes, and he you what else has he been? he's been? He was the president in Escape from New York. Oh, he's been in everything. Been in I always think stuff.
0: of him as the doctor as the uh, Doctor from Halloween series, of course, Doctor Loomis. Oh. But he's very creepy in in this. He's, he's very creepy. Ah, yes. He reminds me a lot of Ash from Alien. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I wonder if I wonder if there was an influence there because he's very scientific and he's very English. And, of course, he's got... We find out he's got claustrophobia because he was buried in a bomb in the war.
1: Yes. So, I mean, straight away, he's trying to kill them all. He's trying to open the hatch during the shrinking process. And I imagine there's some sort of pressure issue when you're being shrunk and then a man opens... Well, they're also underwater. They're underwater. (laughs) In tiny water, yeah.
0: So over the period of what feels like several hours... um, they shrink the the Proteus with the crew oh, inside. Oh,
2: god damn!
0: They, they, so they shrink it. And then they very slowly wheel the thing in to very slowly pick it up. And then they move it away. And then a thing comes up. And it's got a big container. And they drop the thing in. And then they sink. And then the thing gets shrunk. And then the wheelie thing comes in. And it very slowly picks it up. And then... They very slowly screw on like a needle syringe, Uh, and then they very slowly uh, put it in uh, the 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 vein of the man.
1: It goes on for probably half an hour. It's almost satirically slow. It just takes so (laughs) fucking. It takes such a long time. Just imagine the
0: thing wheeling above. (laughs) (laughs) It it all feels very very slapdash, and the this was regarded as one of the most expensive sci-fi films of all time at the time but the set so cheap there's no
1: flashing lights and it's a very simple room which kind of adds to it it does it, in a way it feels more military I suppose it's yeah it more, does more, more, and of... more professional yeah
0: but it, this is the time of Star Trek could they not have just shove some blinking lights some in some bleepy bloopies, I mean? bloopies yeah, and, and, and yeah. some buzzy
2: buzzy beam beams um,
0: so yes yeah, so they inject the uh, Proteus into the body of the Doctor um, and the film changes
2: four men and a beautiful girl off on a fantastic voyage, actually entering inside the human body, exploring an unknown universe, unknown dangers.
0: Yeah, up until this point, there's been no music. It's been very stark, very slow, very...
1: That was, yeah. Bleak. That was the thing which hit me more than anything, is the... The slowness of that scene before and in general what's going on, having zero music, and then you're like sort of invited into this place of absolute wonder that is the human body. Then you get this mystical, magical music kicking in.
0: Well they they inject the, the nautilus the nautilus, I'm thinking of two thousand leaves under the sea, uh the Proteus into the into the vein. And suddenly the silence is replaced by, yeah. by water. And then they're into the vein and they're surrounded by these holographic glove vessels sort of yeah. thing. And then this beautiful, glorious music comes
1: in and we're mm. on an adventure.
2: Yeah,
0: that's it. It feels very 19th century. It feels very uh, a classic sci-fi.
1: It has that uh, feeling of, yes, we're watching a team. Look at the team. Look at them there working together. They're all different, but they're a team. Yeah,
0: it's all that Jules Verne sort of thing. And then, so they, they're on the way. They've got a the plan mapped out, but things go wrong because of the injury so they end up having to, not they can't go straight into the brain, they have to go down into the heart. The heart! That's why I picked the film. Into the heart, and then back up again. So And to do that, they have to cause a cardiac arrest. And it's just this, this like,
1: step by step,
0: oh no, this has happened, oh no, this has happened, oh no. Yeah, it it's just,
1: happened. it's kind of like a bus that keeps breaking down <laughs> until it gets to the brain. And, and- we keep cutting
0: from the, the submarine to the command centre. And, staffed uh, by
1: two military generals who are just straight out of airplane. Yeah, they're amazing. And uh, they got the the uh, one commander who seems to have scientific knowledge as well. He's very smart. He's got the mathematical genius mind, um, but he likes to have ten sugars in his tea poured out <laughs> all at once. He just pours it, and everyone around him goes.
0: You're okay? You're okay. Like, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: he works out, when they're getting to the heart, it was brilliant. He was like, hang on, according to my calculations, if you take into account the curvature of the heart, blah, 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 blah what they have is 57 seconds. And you think, what? Yes. <laughs> what?
0: They're very clever, these people. <laughs>
1: absolute geniuses.
0: But the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the tense bit, which is interesting, I think, looking back, is when they have to go into the ear canal. Mm. They have to get up to the ear canal to go into the brain, so they realise that any any sound, any sound, will cause them to
4: chaos. It would blow <laughs> them up
0: or something. So the surgeons they don't make them leave the room. No, no. The surgeons in the room with the body have to stand still like sleeping irons. <laughs> they can't move or breathe or make any noise. And uh, one of the doctors is unusually sweaty. This mm. is one of those weird, like, convoluted things. So the nurse next to him decides to mop his brow, and she reaches for a towel. And then she picks the towel. And, oh, no, some scissors he fell! fell scissors on the floor! And inside the ear canal, it's like a massive
1: earthquake. And I'm like, oh, no! And, uh, so... <laughs> Raquel well, she falls down an ear hole and lands in some follicles and the blood cells are coming the antibodies are coming yeah 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 the stringy hole antibodies are coming back and, and and they get her and we talk about the scene with the clinging and the body <laughs> yeah.
4: they're tightening i can't breathe
0: um, so Raquel Welch, they i suspect they hired her for one reason To put her in that white sperm suit. To put that into that white sperm suit, yes, indeed. The uh, it's just a wetsuit, but it's very, very revealing, (laughs) and it does stick in my childhood brain as well. There was a reason I watched this film. Um, But (laughs) we're just reading some trivia. The antibodies all sort of get attached to her and sort of to eat her or dissolve or whatever. And uh, in the scene, they have to rip these like crystallized things off of her, off of her body. And uh, all the actors, all the men, um, all refused to go for her breasts. So they're all just pulling it everywhere. So she just gets left with a, a bikini top. So the second take, and everyone went for the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you just think, how many, like, are they. Just, Making these films, just... Yeah, just do something. Just, I don't know.
1: The, the director should be saying, right, you go for the neck, you yes. go for the stomach, and you go for the breast." Which is what they
0: did eventually. Yeah. But, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I like... Like, during the film, there is a very obvious bad guy in this film, all the way through. And then... But for a split second... Because... The, the way all this madness really gets bad is because the laser is broken. They have a laser, and then to fix the laser, they have to take a wire out of the radio, which means they can't communicate with the scientists on the outside world. Yes,
0: and there's a very... Uh, I think you point out very quickly that there is a sense that there is a saboteur on board.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, easy to see that someone was messing with stuff here. What's happened to that laser? It was secured well. Um, and then I had a moment of... Oh, who is it? Because it's obviously that guy, but is it too obvious? Is he a red herring? Is it the pilot who's yeah. looking very suspicious up there in his little dome? Yeah. And oh no, it's the sixties, it is who you think it is. <laughs> it is but, exactly who you think it because
0: is. Because it's so so cold war, there is a sense of like paranoia about it. Yeah. Um the only other film I can make off the top of my head is like The Thing. where mm. you're like looking at this crew of people going, Yeah, but who is What's everyone doing like the the surgeon keeps talking about god and the majesty of yeah. the infinite and you're like everyone's like so does about? he are have does mad?
1: he feel like he has some sort of higher purpose yeah
0: and then you've got the you've got donald pleasance who's who's just been very aggressively paranoid yeah um uh you've got cora who's kind of just going on with the surgeon and then the pilot yeah the pilot's a bit oh,
1: shady yeah when they're tying that rope when uh <laughs> When uh, the boss's face grant when he's like getting f- when he's flying around the lungs well,
0: they have to refill the air tank so they shove a big straw into the lungs and suck out the air and uh he he's attached to the to the proteus with the tiniest piece of string mm.
1: which inevitably snaps when he the inhalation takes him and after like someone messed with that string I tell you and it's like well it's a really rubbish string really rubbish you string you can't be going into a lung where it's breathing in and out and expect that not to snap
0: yes so there's a lot of, there's a lot of these fun sort of adventures and it's, it's all in real time as well they have 60 minutes to get mm. in and get out um, so it's all in real time you're watching as the clock tits down of course when the 60 minutes is up because it's a 60s film
1: when the 60 minutes is up it just ends the film just ends it's done they uh, regrow done it, credits it was like I felt like it was almost like they just let the camera roll during the rap party it's like <laughs> they shot and then like everyone was like oh trying a good show there's good acting there and everyone let's go for a beer afterwards or whatever Yeah. done credits yeah. roll <laughs> we don't hear um, the, the doctor doesn't wake up and yeah. get a chance to thank the heroes who went into his body yeah 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 it's, it's, there's yeah. none
0: of it. It's this. Is the thing I've, I've heard this before. I don't know how true it is, but they say that the the Jaws was the first time there was an actual ending mm. to a big blockbuster film. And you sort of look at these uh, things like this and go, "Yeah, I can see." Yeah. <laughs> it's just the end. Is, It's, 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 it's done.
1: It done. Story's done. We've run out, out of, of film. <laughs> Turn that into a multi-million dollar picture and get out of my sight. Yeah, I mean, on on the whole, i I'd, I'd still like it. Well, it's. I'm,
0: very slow.
1: It's the first like as soon as it gets into I mean I I was not at all. I was reaching for my phone during that painfully slow shrinking scene. Mm. But as soon as it got into the body I was in, I was hooked. and I was like, "Oh, where are they going next?" That's a really interesting. They made all of the body parts really imaginatively and it kind of and like we were saying the linings of things were like accurate and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: some of it some of it was Shoddy and others. I think the lungs looked a bit crap. The cotton wool was
1: bad. Yeah. But
0: But then there's these sequences where they're sort of going up veins and there's these sort of infinitely long tunnels and it's very like I don't know, it's two thousand one or or Star Trek the Motion Picture where you've got these long, yeah, complicated like effects. Some of it I wonder if it was actual like microscopic video or yeah. something.
1: I mean, I... Especially the heart. The heart was really the cool. The heart was great with those stringy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ...tendons. And I like... If anyone's played Zelda Ocarina of Time and there's a level where you have to go into a Dodongo, a giant Dodongo... Um, Fishman. It, it reminded... of the Hutt, Fishman. It was like that, the way the doors open, like a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. valve and... Yeah, so I, don't, I wonder if that's been influenced. But anyway, yeah, it's a, great, it's a great sci-fi film. It's a great classic sci-fi movie. And if you can endure the shrinking scene, then I'm sure you will love the rest I of
0: think it. when you go in for a 60s film, you kind of, like, take a deep breath and just think, okay, let's get through this bit. Let's get through the, yeah. Bonds are saying, the old Bonds, they're quite slow to start with. Yeah. But yes, all good. Uh, yeah, so, the only thing now, Robert, pick your film.
1: Uh, oh, is anything coming up? Well, uh, Is anything coming up? Does it have to be a word? Or do we randomly it needs do? to be a word, I believe. Oh, come on. I want to put, pick one. I want to pick one. Uh,
0: the next... No, there's nothing.
1: Ha, ma, 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 ma. Find a book, you... Um, I don't want to.
0: Yes, you do. I
1: don't want to. find Grip of film.
0: It's got Richard Ayoade presents Grip of Film. Okay, so it's going to flick through. I'm going to tell him to stop. And then turn to stop again. Stop. Can you flick it? <laughs> it? Stop.
1: Okay. And. Stop. Contrast.
0: Contrast? What's the sentence?
1: Dialogue, by contrast with our lives, must move forward. It can't just drift like a polystyrene crust on a stagnant pond. Let's take an ordinary, everyday scene. Do I have to do the, the, the... scene? Just do the sentence. Okay, cool. In. That was it. Yeah. Okay, contrast. Contrast. Oh, boring. What do you mean boring. Contrast. I guess differences. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: I can. I can work. Ebony I- and ivory. <sighs>
1: okay. Cool. All right. Contrast, guys. We're, contrast. Gonna, we're gonna choose a film about contrast for the next for the
4: next segment. I'm
3: just a sweet screen bucket.
4: Nick's Game Reviews Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint I've not played many Tom Clancy games, I've dabbled in The Division and The Division 2, I've played a few games of Rainbow Six Siege, and I played a fair amount of Rainbow Six Vegas when I was younger. But that is it, in fact I've been so uninterested in Tom Clancy games throughout that when Breakpoint released I was unaware of any of the crap that it launched with. Apparently, it was a buggy mess, so when I was recommended Breakpoint, because it was an offer, I thought why not, because I didn't know any better. I put about 10 hours into it and was loving it, bear in mind I was playing on the Xbox One X and so I don't know if that had an impact on it performing better, and sure it wasn't the best looking game, but it was fun, the story was interesting and other than the odd graphical glitches, the game ran smooth as anything. You can therefore imagine my surprise when I mentioned it on social media platforms that I couldn't understand why more people weren't talking about it, and got a tirade of laughter back at me. I then had a look on Metacritic and it has a 53% Metascore with a 2.7 user rating. That's not just a little bit shit, that's one of the worst scores I've ever seen. And it's on a game I liked. I had a look through some of the reviews and the biggest issue most people had was with the bugs. Okay so I had no bugs, literally none, so I put the overall score down to a poor launch and carried on playing the game. And you know what? I'm so glad I did. This game is not going to win any awards, the story is predictable and secondary to the overall gameplay experience, but it's interesting enough to keep me playing the story missions. The map is quite big but ultimately quite boring, there's not much variance other than green and white or grass and snow, the uniqueness of the weapons are relatively meaningless. As it is a looter shooter you are getting new weapons every 5 minutes and so you don't know what you're using from one minute to the next. All sounds a bit rubbish, right? So why did I put 32 hours into it? Why did I complete the whole story? Why did I put so much time into finding bivouacs and weapons blueprints and weapon attachments? Well, because the game is fun. That's right, fun. Remember when games could be fun even if they were a little bit shit? That's what Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint is. The shooting mechanic is so poppy that it's taken straight from The Division 2. Each area you have to clear out and collect items from is like a puzzle. You can see roughly where everything is, but you have to figure out how to get there. Often snaking through a maze of winding corridors up and down stairs, torching through fences and climbing over broken down buildings. This is a game that is every collectionist's wet dream. It reminds me of Spider-Man in that regard. It's fun to just fly around the map in your chopper, dropping into bases and kicking the crap out of everyone, or every now and then challenging yourself to take out an entire base of enemies without even being spotted. Another reason why I think it got such a poor review was because we have reached that four-yearly point that Ubisoft face where they will get moaned at for all of their games being the same. Because every four years they will get moaned at for being repetitive and boring and so they'll change things up. As someone who hasn't played a whole lot of Ubisoft games in the last four years, I don't have that Ubisoft fatigue. Just to touch on the multiplayer side of things, or more pointedly the PvP side of things, this game is absolutely shining. Each match is a 4v4 challenge of elimination or sabotage where you obviously have to eliminate the enemy or blow up certain targets. Due to the nature of the game the matches are far more tactical than your average online shooter and if matches do go on for too long the game throws an ever encroaching gas cloud at you a la battle royale games. In elimination there is also a surveillance point where you can hack it to reveal the location of the enemy for a short period of time just to mix it up a bit. These short matches are surprisingly fun and if you are bored of or have never been interested in the fast paced insanity of Call of Duty then this game could perhaps be a very decent surprise for you. I would give Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint a solid recommendation. It's not worth paying full whack for it, I got it dirt cheap, but I would say it is worth a good £20 or so. Unfortunately most people will ignore me because of how bad the launch was. but. I had fun. That's all that really matters, right? Uh,
1: we want to do something we don't do often, and we want to plug uh, some YouTubers.
0: Yes. Uh, the best YouTubers ever, as far as I can tell. Auntie Donna. Auntie Donna. It's a Australian uh, sketch comedy trio. Yeah. I think there might be a couple more, actually. I think there's like, people there's... who are in the old stuff. But they do YouTube videos, they do podcasts. They might be the funniest people ever they oh they're just so they so silly <laughs> well a friend of mine's been telling me about auntie donna since i've known him over a year now and he references things and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. um but finally it sunk in and he showed me one or i watched one of those things and went oh this is hysterically funny and i've now infected the flat
1: oh i, I keep i'm scrolling through this they've got so much content on youtube and i keep and, and every time one of us finds a funny one we're like guys oh, have you seen the one with the <laughs> sandwich yeah. and,
0: and you just hear i can just occasionally hear josh laughing in his room mm. and i and think he's watching Auntie dollar
1: yeah and So
0: usually I think you do the same sometimes i just play this thing <laughs> yeah. really loud
1: um <laughs> oh man, they—they they have this thing. Uh, they understand pushing the limits of their faces. They have these facial <laughs> twitches and movements and wide-eyed stares, and they just push it to an insane level.
0: They're very. Do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of cartoon. Yes. Sort of expressions. Mm. Uh even just bulging the eyes or, like, doing a big smile and... Yeah, just these tiny little things that actually make a massive difference.
1: It's from... It's kind of like... I mean, it's it's different, but it's similar, in a sense, to, like, Eric Andre. Um He um, mm. doesn't let... Um, there's no barriers in terms of, like, how dumb or, like, mentally silly things can get. He just, you know, do it. It seems like older... Maybe comedy a couple of years ago, there was maybe a barrier to that, but now there's...
0: I think it depends what school of comedy you're coming from. They come, they're stage, I think. They come from stage stuff, live stuff. Right. So they're probably closer to... Uh, is it almost a bit pantomime, the feature? Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so on translating onto screens, like,
1: whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a laughs> lot. Yeah.
0: But then most of the humour, I think, is from the editing yes i'm thinking of yes uh, yes yeah the quick cuts get the... out of the kiln yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just all editing but apparently they do that live we'll see them in the comments it's all right I don't know how they do that um also the songs are very musical yes and the first one that really got me hooked was the uh got full on the cheese oh because yeah because it's really intense it's it's, it's intimidating <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah all, all the cheese. What I think on <laughs> cheese.
0: <laughs> what I think uh why it appeals to me anyway, so probably to all of us. We've I feel like we've got a shared comedy base that we just haven't explored.
1: Yeah. I'm almost a bit annoyed that they've done they've cracked they cracked it. I know,
0: I know, me too a little bit. Like, the uh the man beast one is just full of oh, yeah. our favourite pottery smash sound, this one. Which we use all the time. Used to using our improvs all the time as well, um, which was a, a hearts back to Wet Hot American Summer mm. and Red Letter Media, and yeah, this, this just this, I think there's this shared pool. Yeah, and
1: they've, they've beaten us to it. So right, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do our thing anyway. But yeah, everyone needs to check out Auntie Donna. Uh,
0: what's a good one to start on? Bigoted Bill. Bigoted
1: Bill is um, easily accessible. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> or the cheese one.
1: Cheese one's brilliant. Um, the tie. Um The Thai one is amazing. Um Uh Sammy the sandwich boy. I mean we could
0: just list them. Yeah. So just just probably the most accessible I think is the kiln one though. Because I've shown that to people who weren't that interested in the other ones and they brilliant. found that funny. Oh fair. Or the uh, Christmas Pud. Yeah, the Christmas Pud's brilliant. Um But anyway, yeah. yes, do check them out. We're big fans now. Yes. And I'm gonna check out everything they've ever done. Yes.
4: Lunchy touchy, lunchy Tim, touchy Tim, touchy touchy
2: touchy, touchy
4: Tim, lunchy touchy touchy Tim, touchy, 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 touchy Tim, touchy Tim, he's got long arms and he has a long way out. He picks up him and him and then he drinks the wine and spills it on um, Brody Kelly and mm. Mac Bernardo, who is in the Wizards of Oz, and he did a good job. La, 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 la. And I wish that
3: I was dead from some sort of vet He met a lucky little dance and picking up flowers
4: And we were still dormant played policeman for it And we asked Ross all the heaves so and he was busy Welcome to Fortnite
1: Schmort Night Kevin Smith has confirmed that Bruce Campbell will be appearing in the sequel to Mallrats. More Mallrats? More yes. Uh, Smith has also confirmed that Michael Rooker will be returning. Um, Smith is currently working on a script for Mallrats 2, as well as Clerks 3, uh... and has been using isolation to finish writing. Um, let's hope he doesn't pull a J. and Silent Blob. Blob. And a, b- That's a good name a b- for it. J. J silent, silent Blob. blob. The, his,
0: we should make Jay and Silent blog
1: yeah oh he'd love that <laughs> it like I Clerks 2 was brilliant I don't know if you've seen it yeah we watched it together oh, because we
0: did, we? I'd heard that it was rubbish I don't know who told me that because it was amazing
1: yeah it's a really really great film Um, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot which came out last year I believe was terrible yeah, I've got to say I didn't
0: really feel the need to watch it
1: It was so, like, it was like it was self, uh, what's the word? It was like it was aware, self aware. And um, Kevin Smith played Silent Bob and then he played himself. He played himself Uh... uh, at Jay and Silent Bob Comic Con event. And it was diff, it was, I love so many of his films Kevin Smith and I, I don't like criticising him because I, you know I, I, he's been through like heart attacks and things he's a fan you know he's made cult classics but that film was diabolical
0: have you seen yoga hoses I haven't I've heard bad <laughs> things
1: Ugh. so
0: yeah he needs to um, retire please stop stop, stop it
1: don't bring Bruce Campbell into it yeah <laughs> but um, like here's the, my problem with more rats coming out is uh, like a sequel to Mourtles is if you have the, ca- the the original characters in it, they're gonna be too old and like you know they're not the characters you remember. If you replace them with new characters, which I think is really the only way to go, and maybe have the old characters come and guest in, mm. then they're not the characters you remember, so you lack the nostalgia. So it's kind of
0: the kids even still hang out in malls.
1: I don't know. I doubt it. Um, it's it's
0: gonna be old men then, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh.
1: It's, it's tough like if he pulls it off then fair play like it's the it'll be the biggest long shot ever and no offence but you know that's yeah it's a risky yeah. one
0: I think Bruce Chanwell's just a bit desperate for work did you hear he's asking to be put into Sam Raimi's uh, next project no what it's Doctor Strange 2 <laughs> he's, he's asking to be the villain in Doctor Strange 2 He should be He absolutely should be I'm sure he'll turn up as like a guard Yeah (laughs) It'll be on the uh, Oldsmobile or
1: something He can't not be in it uh, At any rate (laughs) Um, We love you Bruce Singer, songwriter and pianist Fiona Apple Have you heard of Fiona Apple? No I have not I gave her a listen earlier She's actually very good She's a bit jazzy But uh, she's um, Yeah she's a talented musician Yes And she's spoken about how, um, with an enemy, she quit cocaine after an excruciating evening with Quentin Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. I think she was dating Paul Thomas Anderson at the time. And this isn't normally the sort of news I'd include in Schmort Night, but it just sounded like an absolutely horrible experience. Speaking to NME, the singer who was going out of Anderson at the time of the event said every addict should just get locked in a private movie theatre <laughs> with Quentin Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson and on coke, and they'll never want to do it again. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that sounds horrendous. Well,
0: uh, were they just going on about what they love, like... like- Endlessly. Yeah, I
1: definitely. That's definitely what happened. I and mean, you can imagine. Be interesting. Quentin Tarantino putting on these like old seventies movies, which he probably might like some of them. But then he's bagged to- up his...
0: Yeah, yeah. And talking the whole <laughs> way through. The thing about
1: this man. <laughs> the thing about this scene which is really, really good. I mean,
0: that, really. I'll be honest. That sounds like the best new podcast idea.
1: What?
0: Record Tarantino in a room with someone on cocaine. On cocaine. Yes. And then we'll call it. Quentin cocaine
1: cocaine thanks to the movies <laughs>
0: yeah like co- my god cocaine cocaine oh yeah there's something there
1: yeah my my word like fair play <laughs> that sounds hideous but yeah I don't like this one one bit I don't like the sound of this one bit Adam and I don't think you do either shh Shining.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, guessing... the uh, the classic film by Kubrick that's cl- you know really t- t- influenced and dominated the world of filmmakers and
1: the classic uh, still inspires
0: conversation
1: today. Yeah, but was regarded by some as the greatest horror movie of all time. Yep, yep still talked about. Documentaries made of it. Yes, um, iconic. Oh, I co- Yeah, iconic
0: um, is the is the best. One word. of the
1: best performances, I would say. Jack Nicholson's performance was unrivaled un, un, yeah peerless peerless JJ uh, Abrams is going to make a TV series of it what JJ Abrams is going to make a TV series of it it's uh, yeah why why JJ Abrams uh,
0: um, uh, he's another person who needs to go and retire
1: he likes, quietly somewhere he likes dipping his pen in old inks doesn't he um, he
0: is one of these people this is something I've talked about before he's he makes fan films Yeah, and he's going to make a fan film show of The Shining, isn't he?
1: Yes, um, he is. HBO Max and Bad Robot are teaming up for the series. Um, It's going to be called Overlook. The series is described as a horror thriller series that exposes the untold stories of the Overlook Hotel. What are are you talking about?
0: It's going to be a whole episode about
1: people dress up as bears. There'll be loads of flashbacks to the twenties. Yeah. Um, I. I don't know like Stephen King TV shows suck
0: I, I would say I'd go as far as to say that most Stephen King adaptations suck yeah well it's only the the ones that break through
1: like Stand By Me and
0: Shining um,
1: It yeah the recent It yeah I mean I, mean, I um, I'll say it now I think every single It sucks except for maybe the first reboot I think the original. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the think the I'm original right. sucked big camelballs.
0: I, I completely agree. The 1990 TV film with uh, yeah. Tim Curry, uh, so bad. It was so boring. I don't know why people rally about it, but like, yes, I would say all Stephen King adaptations, yeah. apart from a very small amount.
1: Yeah, I mean, Under the Dome, man, is bad. I've never bothered. Um, what, uh, Shawshank is obviously. Pet Cemetery. Um, it's good.
0: No, Pet Cemetery is good.
1: No, no no I thought Shawshank was good oh, Shawshank yeah. yeah. Stephen King isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but like I'm this. saying yeah Pet Sematary it's bad. terrible terrible yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that's not good um, but oh uh, the watchtower oh uh, oh uh, moving on to a nicer thing J.J.
0: Abrams Away.
1: We think J.J. Abrams currently is Big Poopy Pants, but we who we think is not Big Poopy Pants, Big Wonderful mm. Man, is Roger Eggers. Okay. Roger Eggers has described how massive his upcoming movie, The Northman, Ooh. is. The Northman, to those who don't know, will centre around a 10th century Nordic prince that sets out on a mission of revenge after his father is murdered. The Lighthouse and the Vivich director told Collider there's many locations in the film so we were constantly going on scouts to find places that we've found and building sets there we're designing all these worlds and building all these villages we're making thousands of costumes and props training the horses the things they need to do I mean, he goes on and he talks about how storyboarding is essential to the movie and how most of this movie is storyboarded. So I guess he's—he's he's one of those directors who doesn't always use storyboarding. But from that description, that sounds like almost Lord of the Rings fantasy level of yeah. set design and I, that does worry me a bit
0: because Robert Eggers' Lighthouse was very small.
1: Yeah, as was the,
0: the, was the, witch. the witch is was small but not as small. Wasn't quite as claustrophobic. Yeah. I worry that going too big too soon. Well, might I'm, ruin that
1: yeah like the witch I mean it was only the only reason the witch really feels bigger is because they went into the woods for a bit yeah like yes. it's, it's only because it's about a house yeah and
0: you sort of yeah but where the lighthouse is a room basically
1: so this is I mean but what makes me think maybe he could do quite well with that is um imagine like his standard sort of freaky feelings that he gives you and turning that into desolate plains and yeah. loneliness and Vast emptiness. Maybe he could do my something like My worry is it's
0: too big. Like uh, John Peel did, Get Out, brilliant film, mm. absolutely, possibly one of my favourite. Uh, it's more of a thriller than a horror, but one of my favourites um, of the last decade. And then Us was, uh, mm. it was too big. It went from small, focused storytelling to big flop, big wet flop right and I worry that the same thing will happen but then you know, I've got faith Yeah, in, uh, in Mr. Eggers he
1: has not failed us yet um, and finally um, for those of you who are fans of Jurassic Park Universal Pictures Amblin Entertainment and IGN have teamed up to bring Jurassic Park to IGN's Watch From Home Theatre uh, Watch From Home Theatre is a weekly live show where IGN personalities team up with special celebrity guests to have a digital movie night together with you watching some incredible movies
0: are they using Clang? Um,
1: <laughs> Nerd! Sounds like they've been stealing our. I know, right? Oh, it is. is. Um, but for Jurassic Park, original star Joseph Mazzello, who played the little the poor Tim who got traumatised by the T Rex in that car, he will be joining. This will be happening on the 23rd of April. So I believe it's Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, no, he's Wednesday, stuck. Thursday, he's stuck Wednesday, on Luke. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> This Thursday after This Thursday yes, yeah. uh, after this comes out Thursday the 23rd of April 2020 Cool
0: <laughs> Is this the first of many or is this a one-off?
1: I uh, didn't research it right. yeah. Right, so, Fair enough yep, Lovely, lovely. Yep, cool.
0: yep, brilliant. Nice Adam's film reviews Colour Out of Space 2019
3: Look at this All those years in the big city we finally got out We're living the dream Maybe, it is a dream. Then everything just blew up. Big flash, like a pink light. Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before.
2: It looks like a meteorite. think it's radioactive? I mean, it's from space, right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks. How can something that big just disappear? Did you plant those? No. Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh, God. What are you doing? Shh.
3: Who's talking to you? A man in the
0: well. Produced by the company behind the 2018 cult classic Mandy, Colour Outer Space was written and directed by Richard Stanley with a further writing credit for Scarlett Amoris. Adapted from the short story of the same name by H.P. Lovecraft, Colour Outer Space takes an admirable stab at the often overlooked cosmic horror genre. And with future Lovecraftian films in the pipeline, how does this hold up? Somewhere near the fictional city of Arkham, Massachusetts, the Gardner family have moved to the countryside to live a more peaceful life outside the city. Nathan, the family's dad, played by Nicholas Cage, is particularly excited with plans to grow tomatoes and raise alpacas for their milk. Unfortunately, his wife and recent cancer survivor Teresa, played by Jolie Richardson, and daughter Lavinia, played by Madeline Arthur, are much less impressed. Lavinia, in somewhere between teenage angst, isolation and fear for her mother's health, has taken up Wicker, performing spells and rituals to try and protect the family. Sons Benny and Jack, played by Brendan Mayer and Julian Hilliard respectively, are less frustrated by the move, although both appear to have withdrawn from the family. It's in this environment that the horror truly begins. One night, a meteor falls to the ground outside the family's home unleashing a blinding and unearthly explosion of pinkish purple light that terrifies Jack and spooks the animals. When Ward Phillips, a local hydrologist played by Elliot Knight, raises the alarm that the glowing pink meteor may have contaminated the local water supply, his threats go unheard. Soon, alien-looking pink flowers begin to grow around the family's well, with strange-looking insects appearing as Jack begins to say that he started talking to a mysterious man in the well drawing horrific alien shapes onto his notepad. From this point, nothing goes well. Each family member experiences different side effects, with Benny being unable to control the alpacas, as Nathan grows increasingly and uncharacteristically enraged with an odd smell. Each night, the color returns in a bright burst of color and light, eventually causing the family serious harm. As Nathan's sanity teeters on the edge, The colour remains, twisting and taunting all life around the farm. A long-time H.P. Lovecraft advocate, it's easy to see that this was a passion project by director Richard Stanley. There's love and passion behind every frame of this film, which, combined with the unhinged performance by Nicolas Cage, makes Colour Out of Space a genuinely memorable film. And that's before we discuss the special effects present here. Beautiful shades of light and visual effects make up the bulk of this film, but where physical props and effects do exist, they're simply breathtaking. In a sort of I-want-to-take-a-shower sort of way anyway. Color Outer Space is genuinely unnerving and feels extremely faithful to the world crafted by H.P. Lovecraft, with haunting reminders of humanity's inability to cope with the vastness of space and life that exists beyond our comprehension. There are shades of the familiar here and there, with one sequence very reminiscent of John Carpenter's The Thing, while Cage's performance feels like classic Cage. There's a lot to be said for this film, but like the film itself, the true horror lies in what isn't being said. And for this reason, Colour of Space must be seen by anyone brave enough to try it. Also, special shoutout must go to Rob whose reaction to one scene was to scream and gibber and shaking his seat for several minutes. If this isn't good Lovecraft, buy or rent it tonight. You can get it anywhere. It's awesome.
3: It'll blow your mind. The car. Everything's going to be A-OK.
0: There we go, and that was the show, Robert.
1: That was it, Adam.
0: Cool. So... Uh, anything left to say really Uh, look out on our twitter for the the film festival details Yes, go out on Monday Um, do check out Quoggers if you haven't already seen it you can find it again uh, holodelmedia.vhx.tv you can rent or buy it's up to you, we've got some behind the scenes videos in there as well Uh,
1: yeah yeah, it's it's been a wonderful occasion, Um, we hope you're all uh, doing as well as you can um, being creative, having fun. Um, yeah, and staying
0: yeah. safe. I think that's the key thing. Yeah, And if you're uh, listening to us from America, g- oh my Sorry. God. What is going on? Stop it. Tell uh, them to stop it.
1: If you have a mate who's rioting and protesting, tell them naughty. D- yes. Because people, people can die. Uh, yeah. People can die because that.
0: Uh, that's the main thing Like Everyone <laughs> going Oh god Have you seen this
1: Yeah Have you seen what happened? what's happening In this country And I'm afraid to say Nine times out of ten It's that one To the left of us
0: uh, Oh well Oh well Keep safe Stay inside You maniacs Yeah And uh, let's hope It all blows over Very
3: soon Yes Absolutely
0: Keep it together uh, Yeah so do follow us At Twitter At bucket. Follow Holodell Media at Holodell Media on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Holodell Media. Oh, sorry, Spreadshirt as well. Spreadshirt.com slash Holodell Media.
1: Just go to all of our things, buy our shirts, give us money. It all goes back into our projects. In fact, just go
0: to www.holodellmedia.co.uk. Everything's there. Yes. Everything is there. Everything's there. I don't think everyone knows that we've got that website. So go there. Have a look around,
1: see what you like,
0: and, and just keep going, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, have a good one, and we'll see you in a fortnight. See you in a fortnight. Bye.